0: Out of all the love languages, physical touch seems to be the one that's the hardest for people to grasp when it comes to the love languages of God. And so today we're going to unpack that, and I pray that it's a blessing for you. Stay tuned. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? Or have you been in a season where it feels like He's completely silent? Have you been praying for a way to learn how to hear His voice more clearly? Hey friends, I'm Rachel, host of the Hearing Jesus podcast. If you are ready to grow in your faith and to confidently step into your identity in Christ, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. The Hearing Jesus podcast is so excited to partner with Compassion International. We believe in Compassion's mission to release children from poverty in Jesus' name. Sponsors, when they sponsor a child, have the opportunity to see firsthand the impact that you're making through letters and updates that you receive from your sponsored child. It's not just changing the lives of children. It's changing entire families, whole communities, always through the local church and always in Jesus' name. When you choose to sponsor a child, you ensure access to quality education, medical checkups, healthy food, clean water, and most importantly, the love of Jesus delivered through a church in their community because of a generous caring sponsor like you. And you can speak life, love, and hope to your sponsored child through personal letters that you'll exchange. I hope you'll join me in sponsoring a child through Compassion today. All you have to do is pull out your phone and text "Hearing Jesus" to 83393. You'll get a text back with a picture of a child who is waiting for a sponsor and a link to sponsor that child. You can also go to Compassion.com forward slash hearing Jesus to choose a boy or girl to sponsor. When you sponsor, we'll also send you a copy of She Hears Learning to Listen to Jesus, my book, as a token of our thanks for investing in the life of a child. Thank you for joining me and sponsoring a child through compassion today. Friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we're continuing our series on the love languages of God with the language of physical touch. And just as a reminder, I'm loosely basing this series off of the work of Dr. Gary Chapman, and he has written about the love languages for so many years. It's been translated into over 50-some languages. It's work that has permeated the culture that we live in, not just within the church, but One of the questions I think that resonates with so many of us as believers is, does God speak my love language or what love languages does God speak? And so if you're just joining us, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the last handful of episodes where we talk about each of the love languages and how we see them reflected in scripture and how God communicates love to us through that specific love language. Now I will say that when I started talking about this idea, even within my family, the love language of physical touch was the one that most of my family members had some questions around because some of the other ones, it seems to make sense. God is a God of words. We have his word, his holy word, or God is a God of service. He laid down his life through Jesus. But the idea of physical touch is harder for people to grasp. And so I think it's gonna be an important part of this series as we unpack it, not just for ourselves, but to help understand how to communicate God's love to other people. Now, one of the things that I will say is, I think for me, the idea of the physical touch being part of God's love language did not come alive for me until I was an older adult. I grew up in a really conservative church background in the sense of, if you could even call it that, that we were the Easter and Christmas kind of Christians, if you ask somebody in my family if we were Christians, we would say yes, because I think we identified as Christians culturally, meaning we weren't Jewish or we weren't something other than Christian. But when it came down to living your life as a believer, that was not my experience. My grandfather was Catholic, but other than him, there was really no talk about having this relationship with God. And then even as a young believer, I got saved at the age of 15. I was in a really religiously conservative evangelical church. Even in that situation, we didn't hear a lot about God's love interacting with us on a personal relationship basis. However, eventually I started attending a church that was more charismatic and in the charismatic churches, it's perfectly normal to talk about a touch of God or feeling God's presence. And, you know, that can go to the, to an extreme as well. It can go too far. I think what we find in scripture is somewhere in the middle of those two. I think it's something that we need to be conscious of and it's really helpful to look through the pages of scripture to help find our answer. In my own personal experience, and perhaps you've experienced this as well, the most common time I feel God's presence is when I am in worship, and perhaps even in prayer. It doesn't happen every single time, and that doesn't mean that just because I'm not feeling God's presence, it doesn't mean that He's not there. It's just sometimes I'm more sensitive to it than others, but most of the time that's either happened at the end of worship or during worship or when I've been really dedicated to praying about something in in the presence of the Lord. For others, that happens at different times. Maybe it's when they're falling asleep or when they are serving. And the unique way that God interacts and speaks with each of us means that it might be a little bit different for each of us, but we do see patterns in the scriptures of how God interacts in this way. This idea of feeling God's presence is particularly of interest to people whose primary love language is physical touch. And those people that have been believers for a long time will often talk about feeling the presence of God. And some describe it as electricity running through their body, or some describe it as almost like tingles when, you know, maybe you think of after somebody has played with your hair or rubbed rubbed the back of your head or something, there's like tingles that happen to your body. There's a manifest presence of the Holy Spirit where there's a physical reaction in your body. That's a lot of times what people are talking about. And maybe it's talking about feeling clean or feeling peace or just feeling God's presence. It may act or look a little bit different in different people. The first time I ever felt that was I was a very young believer. I did not even know what was happening, but I had spent some time in worship, and at the end of the worship, I was just praying, and I was overcome by weeping. And as I was weeping, I just was in a posture of asking the Lord for more of Him, and I started to feel His presence in my body. Shortly after that, when I was in Africa, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and this indwelling of the Holy Spirit filled me up right before we went out for for some one-on-one minute in a place where I did not speak the language and God empowered and equipped me through his Holy Spirit. And as I prayed for people, people got healed. And when that happened, I felt the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit. It felt like electricity or like a current running through my body. There are times even now when I'm praying for somebody and God will show me an ailment or God will show me somebody's body part and I will pray for them. I'll ask to pray for them and I will feel like this electric current coming through my hands. There are other people that have a healing anointing that don't feel a single thing, but they still in obedience will lay hands on somebody to pray for them and God will use them to, to heal that person and they don't feel anything. So I just wanna caution you to help you understand that it looks and feels different in each person. For me though, I know that there's a clue about what God wants to do, or perhaps there's a healing anointing in the room or God's presence is wanting to heal, because I will often feel that like electric current on my hands. Sometimes that's well received, and sometimes it's not. And, you know, for people that operate in this kind of spiritual gift, it's important to learn how to tailor that to the environment that you're in and and that sounds odd because you would think that anytime there's a healing anointing people would want to to pray through that and experience that but that's not always the case sometimes i'll be in a place or a location that they might be more conservative if i'm speaking from a platform and i know that it's a conservative denomination i'll just i'll just pray and then i will silently pray for the healing anointing to go out and for god to just do his work other times the the people are really receptive and i can even call out what i'm seeing and and you know Sometimes I will feel it in the body before I sense it in my in my mind, if that makes sense. Sometimes the first clue I have that God wants to heal is this electricity almost in my fingertips. And then I clue, clue in and say, okay, Lord, show me what you're talking about. Show me who, show me what. And... Like I said, sometimes people are receptive to that. Sometimes they're not. And that's not how it necessarily works for everybody. One of the giftings that God has given me is an anointing to be sensitive to his spirit in that way. But just as much as that happens for me, it happens differently for other people. Sometimes it's just about being in his presence and feeling peace come over you. And that's okay too. We see this idea of connecting physically with God throughout both the Old Testament and the New Testament. In Genesis chapter 32, it talks about Jacob. And if you remember Jacob's story, he was on his way Going back to Esau, which was his twin brother. And that was the brother who he no longer had a regular relationship with. Because remember, he, if you don't remember the story, go back and read Genesis chapter 32. But he had tricked his brother out of his birthright and that whole story, if you remember what I'm talking about. And so he was on his way back and he was thinking about Esau's attitude after however long it had been. And Jacob started to pray about it. And as he was praying about it, a man arrived and began to wrestle with him. And one of the things that we learned from that passage of scripture was Jacob realized that this was a spiritual presence and a messenger of God. And he held on to him and he pleaded for a blessing with him. I actually did a whole podcast episode about this that you can go back and listen to. But this this being that jacob was wrestling with it was not human and many scholars believe it was god himself that that god was wrestling with jacob whether it was god himself or an angel or a messenger of god what happened in that story was jacob's hip socket was touched by god or through this this messenger this angel And what happened was his hip was wrenched. And as they wrestled, he had a physical ailment or physical response to that encounter. And Jacob understood that somehow he was having an encounter with God. And he says, I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The next morning, Jacob had a limp, and that was this indication that this wasn't just a dream. It wasn't like he just, you know, fell asleep and was dreaming about this. There was evidence of this physical interaction with God. He had been physically touched by God, and that was a major turning point in his life. This is Rachel, host of the Hearing Jesus podcast, and I wanted to take a minute to share with you about our Patreon community. Are you loving the deep conversations, the biblical insight, and spiritual growth content that I share on the podcast? Well, I've got some fantastic news for you. By becoming a member of our Patreon family, you can take your Hearing Jesus experience to a whole new level. When you join Patreon, you gain access to ad-free episodes, daily journaling prompts and worksheets, monthly bonus content, personalized Q&A sessions with me, giveaways, and more. As a Patreon supporter, you're not just a listener, you're a valued member of of my inner circle. But that's not all. Our Patreon community is a place where you can connect with like-minded people who share your passion for spiritual growth, engage in meaningful discussions, share your thoughts, and be part of something truly special. Plus, we've got some awesome perks lined up for our Patreon supporters, from shout-outs on the podcast to exclusive merchandise and much, much more. So if you're ready to dive deeper into the journey of hearing Jesus, head over to patreon.com forward slash hearing Jesus. Your support makes a real difference, allowing us to continue bringing you inspiring content week after week. Also, a portion of any income from Patreon goes to support children through our partnership with Compassion International. Again, head to patreon.com forward slash hearingjesus. Thank you for being a vital part of the Hearing Jesus community. Together, let's learn to live out our faith in our everyday life. We know from the story of Moses, if you think about when Moses went up on the mountain, when God gave him the Ten Commandments, when he came back down, his face was radiant. It was glowing. He didn't even realize it, but it was the people around him that were like, hey, what's going on with your face? And it was evident to other people that there had been a physical touch of God on Moses's face. And so we see that in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, the biblical account of Jesus talks about how he all the time was laying hands on people and praying for people and using physical touch as a love language. As he taught in the various places, parents or or friends and family would bring their children or their sick and their loved ones to Jesus just to have him touch them. And at first, the disciples didn't understand they were telling people to get back and to get the children back. But Jesus said, no, let them come. And And we see over and over throughout the scriptures, this picture of Jesus as he touches and reaches out and interacts and loves people in that way. We talk about the healing of the leper. And, you know, we talked about this in one of the other episodes when we were going through the book of Matthew. So you can dive deeper there if you'd like to. But the leper... Even having leprosy in that time frame would make you excommunicated from the culture, from the society. You couldn't touch a leper without becoming unclean yourself, except Jesus reached out and touched the man, the, the man with leprosy, before he healed him. And just even this idea of what healing looks like, it's a special touch from God. We see Jesus wash the feet of the disciples, which is a powerful way to serve somebody. We see the disciples be empowered with the the healing anointing, and they are able to touch people and heal them when Jesus sends them out. We see Paul use this love language of physical touch when he administered physical healing. There are so many stories I could tell you of how impactful the physical touch has been in other countries where I may not have spoken the language, but I can put a hand on a shoulder or I can put a hand on a, a head and I can bless a child in the name of Jesus. And they don't even speak the same language as I do, but they feel that presence, that touch of God. And, you know, I realize that there are people that just simply will not believe this. That's true of anything, I guess. But there are people that just because they haven't experienced yet, they don't believe that God can and will and does physically touch us. But because we see it in the scriptures, I would challenge you if that's what you're thinking, because we have to remember the same God that was revealed in the pages of the scripture is the same God that we serve today. And so to say that, you know, that just died out with the last apostles, that would be denying the continuity of the Holy Spirit, of the way that God operates, because God's character and God's nature does not change. You know, one example of this that happened not too long ago was actually in a service where I was sitting next to a friend of mine who I've known for years, and she kind of came in late. She sat down, we were worshiping, it was a worship service, And I had nothing on my mind other than just worshiping Jesus. And as I'm sitting there in worship, God showed me this woman's neck. And I thought, oh, that's weird. Um, Mainly because I just wasn't expecting it. I I know I shouldn't be surprised by God, but sometimes he surprises me. And I looked over at her and she looked perfectly fine. And so I didn't even say anything because sometimes I just thought, well, you know, there's insecurity. We all have insecurities in some of these things. And so it just didn't go away. I just kept seeing her neck. And so finally I said to her, do you, this may sound weird, but do you have something wrong with your neck? And she just looked at me and I could tell by the look on her face that she did. And I said, well, God keeps showing me your neck. Can I pray for your neck? And she said, yeah. And it was still during the worship service. So we didn't talk very much. And so I just prayed for her. I couldn't tell if anything happened or not. And I just then continued to worship and then after the service she came up to me and she said you're not going to believe this but she said the reason why I was late was because we were in a car accident and I was rear-ended it wasn't bad enough that I thought I need to go to the hospital so I just came came here but as I was sitting there my neck started killing me and I thought okay I'm gonna have to get up and leave and go to the emergency room and she said and after you prayed all the pain went away. And I can't even tell you how many times those kinds of things have happened where it's 100% God's idea and it's his desire to heal people. And yet we have within the body of Christ such a resistance to this. But I will tell you that because I've experienced it many times, not just one time, not just a handful of times, but many times it's part of the way that God operates in my life. Physical touch is one of my love languages. Yes, quality time is my main love language, but physical touch is another one of my love languages. And because I've experienced God in that way, you can never tell me he doesn't exist. You can never make me deny who he is because I have seen it and I have felt it and I've experienced it. And God has used me to help other people see it and experience it themselves. So I think for today, what I would ask you is, Has there been any experiences in your life where you have received a physical touch from God? And also think through how you might use physical touch in an appropriate, healthy, loving, God-honoring way with somebody that receives love that way. Maybe it's your child or your spouse, or maybe it's a visitor at church or somebody that's grieving or a coworker. Physical touch can be a hand on the shoulder or an offer to pray. And when you pray for that person, you touch their hand or you touch their shoulder. It's a way to speak this love language of God in a way that is so powerful that for people that have that love language of physical touch. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this example we see in the scriptures over and over of how you are a God that reaches out and touches us. You touch us in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits, and sometimes in our bodies. God, I thank you for that. I thank you that you have created us all uniquely and you speak each love language in such a unique way that is so custom tailored to each of us. Lord, I pray for that person that might even be skeptical. That might be thinking, okay, well, I just don't believe in any of this. Lord, would you reach out and touch them right now? That by your spirit, would you help them to understand and recognize that you are at work in and around and through them? God, I thank you that we love you and that you do not change and that we can come to you in all of this. I thank you and praise you in all things. Amen. Hey friend. Every day when I finish the podcast, I feel so confident that this is one of the things that God created me for. And my journey is not unlike yours. I had a season in my life where I was doubting God's voice. I felt insecure about the things that I thought he might be telling me to do. If you were in that place, I want you to know that I offer spiritual direction and life coaching to help you get unstuck. Maybe you're struggling with something and need an objective biblical opinion. Maybe you need some help working through something that feels a little heavy. Maybe you feel called to write, or start your own podcast, or maybe you just want to learn how to hear God's voice more clearly. For me, when God started to reveal his plan for my life, I found my purpose. And part of that purpose is to help you learn how to grow in your relationship with him. My heart is to help guide you in this area so you can step confidently into the calling God has for you. If you would like to start spiritual direction or life coaching, I'm opening up space for a couple more clients. You can head to shehears.org forward slash coaching to learn more. That's shehears.org forward slash coaching. Hey, friends.